Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with a giddy evil genius. <laughs> tell yeah, us, man. Tell me why you're giddy. Time to be a, it's a good time to be a Cleveland fan again. <laughs> so so lay it on me. Um, well, in addition to our young Cavs we're going to talk about, we'll cover the last two games, the the uh, the big win against the, the Raptors and the tonight's near win against the Sixers, even though they were extremely shorthanded, I am giddy because uh, somehow John Dorsey transcends time and space and is able to make <laughs> NFL deals that that he should have no business making. So, so, so uh, break it down for me because I do not follow the NFL. So, so in the space of really an off season and a half. John Dorsey has taken the Cleveland Browns from an 0-16 team to a team that Las Vegas just gave 7-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who knows if that'll bear out. I mean, being a, being a Browns fan, you have, to, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, but the, uh, the amount of um, the amount of change he's ushered in in such a short amount of time and granted the guy had a track record he built the chiefs yeah well speaking of the chiefs uh their linebacker is going to hit the market houston so maybe uh brian houston i think is his name um yeah uh he might be a target for dorsey so uh so although yeah they're they're sending uh d ford to the 49ers that they just announced uh the browns are no uh kansas city Oh, okay. So, um, so what is break down the Browns' uh, news today? Because I don't know. So, so a lot of people were sort of excited for John Dorsey to do what he did last year, which was he he executed like three or four trades in the few days leading up to the the start of free agency, and um, including bringing Jarvis Landry to the Browns last year, who's been a pretty pretty serious recruiter much more so than like lebron james ever was even (laughs) 
for guys to come to Cleveland. And then on top of that, you had Baker Mayfield, who was working out with a lot of these guys. And there'd been this sort of groundswell of support uh, or kind of insanity, really, just among the, the fan base talking about Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Browns. Is, is he good? And, I mean, I'd say he's probably a top five receiver in the NFL. Okay, I do know who Odo Beckham Jr. is. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not that out of the loop, but <laughs> no, he's a very good receiver, a very fiery personality as well. So, Yeah, I... so it, I mean, he'd gotten him in trouble last year and a little bit the year before that because he'd been outspoken about Eli Manning and being in decline and not really getting him the ball the way he wanted to and all of those things are true, but you don't want you know to be the guy that that's the squeaky wheel about it because then you, you're seen as a malcontent. So, and he's had some issues with injury over the last couple of years too. So that's always a a risk. But the Giants had shopped him last off season for two number one draft picks, and um, that wasn't the time to to go after him, I guess. But uh, you know, their 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 GM, the Giants GM, said at the at the combine or the week before Beckham Jr. did a huge contract to, to trade him. But then today they turned around and traded him to Browns for uh, a number one pick, uh, a third rounder that the Browns picked up from trading Danny Shelton to the Patriots last year, and Jabril Peppers, who up until about halfway through last season was kind of no, you know, was was really kind of being ridden pretty mercilessly by Browns fans for not being living up to his potential. And then the second half of last year, he really kind of stepped up and was good. But I think that was the price that Dorsey felt he had to pay to get um, a top five receiver in the game to be the Browns' number one receiver for Baker Mayfield to throw to. But now the rumors have come out that they might also be offering be signing um earl thomas the super bowl safety from the seattle seahawks to a three-year deal to who would replace peppers so um that would actually be an improvement at that position so you got a hand to the, the i don't think the the city of cleveland has seen a gm um the likes of john dorsey and credit to um David Griffin, who was the GM that brought the first championship to the city in the last what, 52 years, 52 years. Uh, this this job might be even more impressive. I mean, because with with Griffin, you had you had LeBron James as the lure, you know, to to kind of build around. But in this case, I, mean, I guess you say they're building around Baker Mayfield, but he's only he's only been here for a year. So, yeah. We'll see. Anyways, I'm just excited as a Browns fan and a Cleveland fan in general. I like, I like it when my teams are good and and it gives the rest of the world um, an inability to to um, make fun of them. Yeah. Well, and it, it was a bit of a lot. La- not a bit. It was definitely a lackluster off season for the tribe. And uh, yeah. And a bit of a re- yeah. They really they really kind of just were in the yeah they were in the 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 getting rid of players mode rather than assembling assets although let's say watching spring training a little bit some of these young outfielders are promising yeah and and you never know so um it it certainly 
and and they have one of the best managers in the game. So they do, and, and that division is very good. So maybe building a little bit for the future is. Oh my lord, Aces! <laughs> what happened? Sorry, Hardaway Junior. just like acted like he got shot in the. <laughs> are you watching? <laughs> no, no, no. But like, um, so Demar Derozan put his hand up, and then Hardaway Junior. like, like it was like reenacted the Zapruder film. I mean, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the city. Um, I mean, this team goes insane for the Browns and I I I, <laughs> I personally am not a football guy but yeah. I get it if you I, were, have, you been, be I have been guy, a football right? guy in my life so yeah. and uh but and and I'm excited for the city I'm excited for Browns fans because lord knows if anybody has suffered and deserves a reward for their suffering as in, you know, sports purgatory, it's the Browns <laughs> because they've lived, they've lived that pain for a long time. I mean, they probably the most tortured fan base in the NFL, I would say. Um, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I would. no, I would. no one else uh, has actually lost their team. I mean, except for St. Louis and uh, San Diego, but I mean, at least, at least St. Louis got a championship or two before they left for the second time. So yeah, true. <laughs> oh, so. look, it's been 20 years of since they came back and it's been 20 years of just, you know, <laughs> silliness. And I mean, there was one, one playoff uh, appearance out of in 20 years and that was early on. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a lucky thing, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then you know, and you look at who the centerpiece of that. I mean, it was Kellen Winslow Jr. who is in jail now. Like he just looks like a dumpster fire of a person. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it's just that that whole. And I remember because I remember I played a lot of Madden then, and they were really fun to play with the next year and then they were never fun to play with again <laughs> so, no no <laughs> but anyways that's yeah. just my that that's just sort of my overriding giddiness oh. about the about another sport but we should we should oh absolutely circle back to what what the Cavs are doing which is you know i would say i i i i can't i can say nothing other than i've been really in i've been really entertained by the this young team and impressed really and impressed really since the all-star break and before, I mean, they, they've started to, it, it just giving some of these guys some playing time and finding some, some interesting combinations to, to team these guys up. And it just seems to be a good, like, especially since love came back, like there's just this, this great camaraderie that seems to be building amongst these guys, even the guys that probably aren't going to be here next year. Like it, it just, it feel, I, I, it feels like, and it's not just a like a bench bunch like it was with the with um you know that that the I always forget the name of it the Luke Walton oh the uh, Herculoids the Herculoids yeah it, it's actually the starters you can actually you can see the progress that Colin Sexton is making I I'm I am amazed at how far he's come from the guy that really wasn't you know really didn't have his timing down really didn't know how to use the backboard. Didn't know really how to use his speed. 
was kind of a train wreck on defense, was shooting like – put up a bunch of like three for 12s and four for 16s. And and now something something's clearly clicked where he's using his speed. He's he's modulating. He's, he's really forcing the ball – or really kind of forcing the action uh, on – on made baskets and and missed ones and he's he's shooting the three like like i don't think any of us thought he could no i i don't think you'll see one scout who watched him last year that uh would say that they expected him i mean he was for he's becoming a legit knockdown shooter like four or seven tonight uh what was he last night uh six or nine yeah I, I mean, yeah. he was, and he was four of seven tonight. You know, like you said, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, and then also Jetty Osman's been hitting the three incredibly well, really since yeah. the beginning of the year. Well, and and Ben Worth pointed this out last week, um, but they've really turned over the point guard duties to on the starting lineup, or at least the playmaking duties to Chetty Osman, and and to some extent Brandon Knight, but really Chetty Osman has been leading the Cavs in assists the last several games. Um, I believe that the night, the game before this one, um, the Raptors game, which they won by, I believe, 26, um, going away, one going away. He had 19-7-7. and I mean, he had a very, very good game. Um, and, yeah, and, and they've simplified the game for Colin Sexton. They're not asking him to make complex reads. Um, they're basically, hey, go attack the basket, attack in transition, shoot open threes. Um, if you get in isolation, try and score, but if not give the ball up and, and he's a willing passer. Um, I, I would say the only guys who's really disappointing me lately, Jordan Clarkson was a train wreck tonight. Um, and really was part of the problem with their offense. He was five of 20, oh, eight from downtown. Um, he was plus one for the game, but uh, the Cavs only had 14 assists this game, and a lot of it was because he just forced so much action, and they really didn't swing the ball. And when he got in, like, I saw a play towards the end where he went one on three in the paint, and one of those three was Embiid. And, yeah, that was a that was a rough play. Yeah, yeah, he. I think it was Nawaba he ignored in the right corner. It's like you got to make that pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 even. Uh, but aside from that, and and Clarkson had a decent game the night before, but well, he um, hustled tonight too. He did hustle. Yeah, he just he shot terribly and made yeah. some bad decisions on that. Yeah, he made. Side. Yeah, and I really feel like not having Delhi out there with him hurts him because I feel like yep. he's got to do too much. But no, instead he's got Stauskas out there with him, who, who actually who, played a decent game, but is the not last the, two nights. Yeah, not going to be the necessarily the assist man. Although he did have four assists in seventeen minutes, so yeah, and he played point guard last night. Uh, he was a playmaker last night, so uh, definitely we've seen some moments from Stauskas in the last uh, week and a half. He had that dunk, um, yeah, <laughs> that baseline dunk. Did you get to watch last night's game? I got I, yeah, I got to watch it on when I got home on. Uh, oh, okay, good because it was a really fun game. It was. It was really kind of like cool to see them. Every time Toronto would make a little run, they just they just took control and yeah. guys were just hitting great shots. I mean, taking great shots and hitting great shots. And Toronto's a really good defensive team. And and the other thing that Cavs are doing now is they are not taking the long twos. They are taking threes. I mean, yeah. 
they shot a boatload last night, um, and they shot 38 tonight. Um, yeah. And, and they only made 13 of them, but well, part of that I, was they were yeah. atrocious in the first quarter. <laughs> they, were, they were 6 of 27 and over 7 from 3 in the first quarter. With a, a minute left in the first quarter, they had scored yeah. 8 points. And if you take if you take that out, the rest of the game they were, the rest of the game they were what, uh, thirty four, thirty four for, like eighty. Yeah, which That's is a much a better, better percentage from the field. Yeah, and they and scored... 13, 13 for thirty one from three. So <laughs> yeah, they scored. Uh... Eight point. They had an eight point first quarter going into the last minute, and they had two quick buckets that saved it from being an embarrass an embarrassing eight point quarter. But yeah, I mean, they were clearly just they were just. I don't know if they were tight or. They well, just I think were... it was a combination of they didn't have any of their normal rotations. I mean, Chetty was starting at the four again. Yeah. Um, and Nawaba was at the three, and then you had Zizic and. So that was a problem, and then they also they had played the night before. They were tight. They didn't have a. They just seemed way out of sync, and and well, they cr- didn't have they didn't have Kevin Love either. I mean, no, yeah, to be honest, like before when Kevin well, Love plays, not only Kevin, I read a yeah. stat. No, but I read a stat like like the Cavs have a winning record over their last nine games. I think they're five and four, uh, and then the Celtics were Celtics were three and six. And the Lakers were two and seven mm-hmm. over the last nine games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. They they've outplayed the Lakers and the, since the All Star break. Uh, but yeah. then in the second quarter, uh, they had a thirty five point quarter um, behind. Uh, you know, Chetty Osman had a big six points. Colin Sexton was electric in the second quarter with uh, with a four or seven, just really using nice body control on his drives, shooting yep. that quick trigger jumper nick stauskas a nice six-point quarter um brandon knight was hitting those mid-rangers yeah like can <laughs> yeah uh, brandon knight has been a, a pleasant surprise of late i mean i think the biggest problem that you'd say that plagued them in the first half was just way too many just wide open dunks like just losing their guy like the rotations defensively clearly weren't there um, and they, yeah, had, they well, just really does that to you though. Well, yeah. And plus when you're completely scrambled in your lineups, not used to playing the position you're playing in, uh, that's going to happen. And yeah, Philly does that to you. And they had too many just wide open, uh, dunks and that, that hurt them, but Philly could not stop turning the ball over. I mean, yeah. I think on the night, what was well, that? Embiid had six by himself. Yeah. And they had, uh. But they had 21 turnovers. Yeah, to the compared Cavs. to seven for the Cavs. Yeah, so. and that's the other thing the Cavs have been doing of late, not turning the ball over. And yeah. you know, say what you want about Colin Sexton, um, you know, he has been not turning the ball over, and he doesn't. I will say Sexton doesn't make the fancy pass, but he doesn't make stupid passes very often either. Like yeah. a lot of times it's the easy, obvious pass and it, it's more for resetting the offense, but he also, oh, he'd have had, he'd have had four assists tonight if guys weren't missing like crazy in that yeah. first quarter. Yeah, ex- a- absolutely. And then, um, and Zizic, another very nice game. Yeah. Uh, he's really been impressive. Zizic. Yeah. Great. Footwork. I really like his footwork. Yeah. I was going yeah. to echo you. You really like his footwork. He's got an unblockable hook shot. Yeah. I mean... Well, 
he played some amazing defense on Embiid. And now I, I will say this: Embiid looked a little disengaged early on. <laughs> yes. So a it little, wasn't a, a little listen. would be an understatement. And it's only yes. his second game back after yeah. really he's been out since the All Star break. So, um, you know, eight games out, and you know he's he, he definitely, but he, he turned it on when he needed to. You could tell he was he's got that sort of LeBron ish ability to take over a game. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean he in had, the later He had a monster dunk of his own miss down yeah. the stretch, which pretty much sealed the game. It's one of and, the hardest stunts yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it was one of those like you equate it with like Shaq breaking the backboard kind of dunks. Yeah, it, it did look like he could tear the rim down. And the yeah. But I mean Zizic played really well for, you know, three quarters. Um I I was a little surprised he didn't get more run to be honest with you because he only played no he played thirty four minutes that's that's pretty I read that as twenty four sorry but I mean twelve points uh, five rebounds uh, definitely had a better rebounding night the night before but yeah uh, you know another but solid he had, game he had love in there the night before too yeah so. the other thing I love uh, about Zizic is he is such a like fundamentally sound finisher. Like he yeah. always high off the glass, uh, can finish with either hand. Uh, I just wish he dunked a little bit more. N- yeah, I agree with you. Like he almost, I, and I don't want to use a comparison because the guy was so much better, but he reminds me offensively, not defensively at all, because there's no comparison, but just the way he's so fundamentally sound, he reminds me of Tim Duncan a little bit, like mm. just always high off the glass, really high release right. point. Um, can finish with either hand. Really nice spin moves. Um, you know, yeah. definitely not as quick a first step as as that guy had. Just, but just super fundamentally sound. I mean, I'm I'm always yeah. he's got a really nice two step and finish too. So yeah. and he had a but like a, if he if he goes for the dunk on that last bucket that Embiid quote unquote blocked, and he did get ball, but he definitely got a lot of body too. But if if Zizek dunks that instead of just trying to like lay it up. That that's probably does get called a foul, and he's at the line shooting two and potentially cutting it to, you know, to a a one point lead. Hold but, on one uh, second. So yeah, uh, what were you saying about Zizic? Just that um, if he was if he would have gone for the dunk rather than the layup on that that last with like forty five seconds left. Yeah, because it really looked like Embiid fouled him, but you're not going to get that call unless you go up strong. Yeah, and, and the problem is, is when he fouled him, he probably went through the off arm, and it's really hard to get that call if you're not a jump shooter in the NBA. Yeah, in the True. last two minutes of a game. But yeah, I thought he made a nice move. I actually thought a pump fake might have been a good sure. move for him there too. But sure, although you bring up a point that man does Embiid get away with a lot of contact, <laughs> dude. Embiid is like a seven foot one James Harden. Uh, yeah, but Embiid, like defensively, he gets away with so much contact. Yeah, I mean, it's just like he had that one, like two plays earlier where Jordan Clarkson drove, and did you see him duck to get out of the oh, way? Yeah. And he like yeah. undercut Clarkson, and Clarkson's like, "How do I not get a foul?" He's sitting there hunched down, and I almost fall over him in the paint, and I don't get a foul call. Yeah. So, but he's I mean, getting star calls already, man. Yeah. Although it's funny, you look back at that draft and you think, well, <laughs> the the NBA got that one wrong. Um, you know, I mean, with Wiggins going one, obviously that didn't Parker matter. Parker two. Yeah, Parker two, but like, 
I, I don't think either one of those guys will have anywhere close to the career that Embiid does. No, and although you have to say also, it was a big risk because Embiid had, sure. you know, you don't know if Embiid heals from that foot injury. Sure. You know, he had two surgery, missed the better part of his first, I think he missed almost the entirety of his first two years. But think um, about this. Had he not, Cavs probably take him number one. Do they? And they still probably send him to to uh, Minnesota for yeah. for love. In which case, Embiid probably becomes a superstar in Minnesota. And, and, that and makes, then they probably don't words. draft Towns, though. You know, <laughs> true. True. I mean, I mean, it's a. It's just amazing how much yeah. Wiggins has dropped off. But that's the best part about winning a championship, winning the greatest championship in NBA history. You have no regrets. <laughs> no, there's no regrets. And you know what? Because I, I gonna... wouldn't trade it. For, there's very few things in this world I would trade that for. So yeah, yeah. I was actually going to write a piece about, and I might still, um, if I don't talk too much about it here, just about Kevin Love being just that the kind of the the hero that that the Cavs deserve. You know what I mean? Like. Not the hero they wanted, but the hero they deserved. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you think about it, like, of all the guys, like, Kyrie is miserable. Like, somebody wrote an article about just how miserable Kyrie is. I said it, what did I say last podcast? Annoying and bitchy. (laughs) That was an actual NBA writer, like, described him as such. (laughs) But that's who he is. That's who he will be. Like, Like I don't know that that Kyrie gets, I don't know that Kyrie gets past that label. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's kind of that guy. Like, I wonder, and Kyrie must wonder, has he peaked? He oh, won yeah. a championship, as you said, the most incredible championship, maybe of all time, with the, the biggest, biggest shot, shot in NBA, hispi- in in NBA final, history. At least in finals history, yeah. And you got to wonder, like, is that is that his zenith? Like, does he does he ever approach that again? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, like maybe if maybe if he and KD both go to New York and they build a super team there, maybe. You you know what that reminds me so much of though? Mm. Stat and Mello. <laughs> yeah. Although KD's a lot better than Mello. Well, that's true, but Stat and uh Kyrie have have Similar knees, although Kyrie never had microfracture surgery, which is no. kind of a death knell. But I and mean, Kyrie's still maybe one of the all-time great finishers. So, oh, absolutely, he's just as you said, a miserable human being. <laughs> but mean, how much? How 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 much does it suck to be LeBron right now, too? Well, the it's even playing out the string with a Lakers team that's definitely not making the playoffs. Well. The, I think the only thing worse than the Lakers being a laughing sock, which they were for the last six weeks, is now they're completely irrelevant. Like nobody's yeah. even talking about them now that they're out of the playoffs. It's it's over. Yeah. You know, and that's that to me has probably got to be more galling than anything. I mean, he's not even in the spotlight to be chastised anymore. You know, he's he's Sarah Palin now. <laughs> Man, that's brutal. <laughs> that, well, no, but but he's but but that's just it. And then you well, it'll come back to him once the finals are over, and you know, and and free agency starts to kick in in the summer. And who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers were one of those teams that that magically got in the top five because no they pun won. intended or pun intended. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, those guys are idiots. Oh, Imagine yeah, yeah. Rob Palenka. Majinka. Like, I don't know why they ever thought hiring Rob Palenka was a good idea. Yeah. But, I mean, and we've we've kind of beaten that horse to death. But, you know, Kevin is just bringing joy to this team. I, I think mean, Kevin's going to be around for the duration. I really do. Yeah. I don't see why. Why would you get rid of him at this point? You wouldn't, especially with as well as the Cavs are playing right now. They're, you know, going to end up perfect, with a... He's the perfect all-star. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He likes Cleveland. He likes playing with this, this young team. Yeah. He's not super old yet. He's only 30. Or is he 31 now? I, I think he's only think, 30. Yeah, he's 30. Yeah. I think it'll be, well, it'll be 31 next year. But yeah. But you think about it like... Yes, the injury thing's a problem, but if but he can he's be also the, one of the league's best shooters right now. I mean, he is shooting lights out. Oh my God, and passers, yeah, and rebounders, off yeah. and, and defensive. Anyway. I'm so amazed. Like the most underrated thing about Kevin Love is Kevin Love's hands. Like he just has a like if he gets one hand on a ball, I feel like he's going to get it. Like everybody always used to talk about, uh, oh, who was the power forward? for uh, Memphis for so many years. Uh, oh, uh, Zebo. Yeah, everybody used to talk about his hands. But last night, I saw, you know, Chetty just fire a laser into the post in, like, the last two minutes, and Kevin Love just reached out, grabbed it with one hand, and, you know, the post up was on. Like, well, not only that, I actually think the other underrated thing, and this this goes on, you can track this all the way back to the uh, that crazy game against the Lakers in that championship season when he took that charge, right? Oh, yeah. He or was it? No, it was the season before that. Season before he that. Had, I know he took four Yeah, four charges last night. Yeah, I mean, he was he was great. He's actually one of the – in the tops of defending interior defenders this year. I mean, it's just – I, I mean, feel he like he's a really great teaching these – I feel like he's teaching these other guys during practices too because they're all doing it now. Yeah. Like – like. Jetty's been doing it a lot. Nawaba has had a great one tonight, even though Nawaba's a good defender anyways. But just love that. I mean, these guys are willing to – because that's really the – I feel like that's the ultimate measure of how a team is playing together. If guys are willing to just sacrifice their bodies and take charges like that and and c- kind of push all in for to, oh, to sell out defensively. Absolutely, and then you, and, you get a real like he, sense of like guys are having a good time with it, and they're and they're recognizing each other for doing it too. Yeah, I mean, the, what was it he said? We're playing for each other. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Let's let, let look me, how excited they were last night when Channing hit that three in garbage time. So yeah, let me uh, take it back to uh, to the. I mean, I I guess I do feel like we got to cover. The, the Sixers a little bit. Six guys in double sure. figures. Uh, ben Simmons with 27, 10, and 8. And then, you know, Embiid with 17 and 19. A, a, a pretty ridiculous game. But then you had Colin Sexton tonight with 26 again after 28 last night. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a super night for the cat. And then Chetty Osman with 18, 8, and 4. So His three-point yeah. shot's looking really good. Yeah, as I mean, I mean, Colin Sexton. The the thing that's impressing me more than anything right now, not only the accuracy on the three point shot, the release. I mean, his release is getting quicker and quicker every game. Like yeah. I don't know who the Cavs shooting coach is, um, but that guy is doing a really good job. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I feel like the Cavs have gotten better all year shooting the basketball, and and yeah, and the Cavs a really nice effort tonight. Um, 
especially after you know playing their hearts out against uh, Toronto the night before and being severely down or undermanned. And then, yeah, let's let's go back to uh, the Toronto game, the Toronto game, which was probably their most complete win of the season against a very good Toronto team who are you feeling better I know you weren't feeling good last oh night. I was I, I would not have been able to pot I didn't have much of a voice but <laughs> um yeah it, it, I am feeling better so uh good. Good. I I think the Cavs I I uh had a little Cavalier healing last night so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that but, was impressive that I, it, and then really there was, was that crazy that crazy scuffle at the end of <laughs> the, the third quarter the third was yeah. second or third third quarter no, third, yeah. yeah where uh um well, it was Marquise Chris and like uh, got shoved kind of by Ibaka. Serge Ibaka and then Ibaka fell down and then Chris must have said something cuz he's looking <laughs> down at him and then he well, walked so away supposedly uh, what he said was stop with that sh blank blank uh, of the what I think uh, Chris was uh, accusing him of flopping. Um, yeah, but that does shouldn't warrant that kind of reaction. Something oh. must have been going on during the game well, that just led up to that because Abaka Abaka's a hothead, but he's not that. I mean, he literally ran up behind him, grabbed his throat. And look like he's trying to choke him. Yeah, so there were so many like great moments of that, you know, pseudo fight. I mean, so I read a lot of a Raptors uh, takes on that, and there, there's a couple things. First, uh, so Chris, it was a full court play with a second left, right. and uh, Chris locked his arm basically so that he couldn't jump, and so I think that and the rest didn't catch it clearly, but that pissed. Nawaba off, but also you mean Ibaka? Ibaka, sorry, but same thing. Uh, no, not. I don't think Nawaba is from Africa, but no, but Nawaba <laughs> Ibaka, it's sort of the similar, Nawaba, like, oh, phonetically, like phonic, similar, phonetically, yes. yeah. yeah. So um, Ibaka also has a reputation for just getting himself super pissed off and taking himself out of games. Uh, he's done it more than once in his career, or more than two or three times. So yeah. it's and obviously was the last thing Toronto needed at that point. And I, I think he was just kind of fed up and lost his cool. And that was, that was kind of it. And somebody told me, and I didn't know if this was true or not, but that this is like Chris's third fight, third or fourth fight already that he's been in. in the NBA. Really? Yeah. Which to me is like, in a way that almost makes me like him a little more because he does so many other things. So lackadaisically. So poorly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because I really thought that it was one of Chris's better games that game. I mean, he was over three. Um, he only had, but he had a good chase down block on Ibaka earlier. Maybe that, maybe that yeah. pissed him too. Well, he actually played decent, uh, positional defense. Wasn't letting guys blow by him, had some box outs, um, you know, a not awful game from what we have seen from Marquise Chris. And then, yeah, I got kicked out. But I mean, the story of that game wasn't as much about that moment as it was about, I think the Raptors expected the Cavs to go away and they just never went away. And then they just out executed them down the step, down the stretch as the Raptors and kind of the Raptors whole game plan was just running out after makes and misses and not really worrying about a half-court offense so much. Yeah. And they got a lot of wide-open dunks, especially on makes, which was weird. And I think they kind of recognized 
uh, Colin Sexton's lack of uh, defensive responsibility after a made basket is right. something they probably saw on film. But I mean, the Clavs by the fourth quarter, they the Clavs by the fourth quarter they'd cleaned that up, and yeah. Uh, and they were doing a much better job. And look, they they beat the second best team in the East record wise by twenty five points going uh, absolutely. away. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely so. going away. And there were so many heroes in that one. I mean, first you had Kevin Love with an eighteen rebounds. How many charges did he take? Four. Four. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, the Cavs had seven as a team, though. Yeah, I mean, just they were just out of control into the paint, and the Cavs. You know, another thing they probably saw in film and. And, and it, a lot of them look like they hurt, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, what was it? Pascal Siakam seems like he gets his knee high every single time he, <laughs> he drives in. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these guys are long. Oh, yeah. Siakam and Leonard and Ananobi and, and, and even that and, yeah. Boucher guy that they have. <laughs> Bobby, and... Bobby Boucher? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They all Powell. They all. Oh, they're all like no. That super is his name, and... Chris Boucher. <laughs> Chris Boucher. <laughs> That's some high quality H two O. No, but they just. I don't know. The the Cavs bench just. The bench was great. The the starters were great. It was just a complete all around game for the Cavs, and they just yeah. seem to be having a really good time out there. Yeah, and they I should. Mean, they should be. And, and a fantastic game by Ante Zizic, who absolutely owned Marcus All. I mean, Marcus Gasol, minus 11, two points. Marcus Gasol looked like the ghost of Marcus Gasol. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened to he him. He got old. <laughs> I mean, seven board. How old is Marcus Gasol? I mean, I think he's like 32 Is he 36? Now. No, no, no. That's Paul. He's 34. Yeah, he's 34. So it's not like, you know, he's a spring chicken. I think yeah. Paul pa Gasol was 36. But Mark, you know... He had seven boards and four assists, but he couldn't buy a basket. I mean, he was one of six. The other thing that helped the Cavs immensely is it is a make-or-miss league, and Toronto missed a ton of shots, especially from their bigs. I mean, I I think I wrote that their center spot basically went 0 of 8 from downtown, um, or their big big men, and then plus Norman Powell, another 0-3 from downtown. And while the Cavs... And Jeremy Lin is just not a good three-point shooter. Yeah, and the Cavs were just in fuego, 18-41 for 44%. Yeah, that's crazy. I I, I was wrong. Colin Sexton was 4-7 that game, and then 4-4 from the field, or from the line, five assists, 28 points. Just a superb game. Like, so they were talking about it after the game, Everybody kind of decided that Collins' play of the game was the one where he raced down the court, and then there was kind of three guys in the paint, so he kind of oh, peeled. He dunked it. No, no, no. He peeled oh, back and hit a trailing Kevin Love who drained a left wing three. Oh yeah, that's right. And if you listen, if you listen to the Cavs feed, um, it was Mike Fratello said that's Kevin Love's favorite spot on the break is right. the uh, the left wing three, and it was perfectly executed and i guess when it happened colin kind of like grinned over at the bench at all the coaches because that's what they've been trying to get him to do and it's like i I, you just gotta love that attitude like a desire like that's coachability to me you know what i mean it's not like i don't have to challenge a coach all the time i know they have my best interest at heart you want to please and you want to be there, do the right thing for your teammates, and and make the right play to win the game. I mean, that's just that's just fun, and that's kind of who I feel like. 
I mean, he's a coach's kid too. Um, well, I think that should lead you to the next thing, which I know you've you've tweeted about and and talked about, but you know, this idea of of little Larry Drew seems to be really really getting to these guys and teaching them. Yeah, and and in some respects, it is also his teammates. I think. You know, Larry Nance and Kevin Love and Channing Fry are really nice leadership core for that team um, and have really uh, kind of laid the framework of a culture of accountability. And, you know, I, I don't and I will also include Tristan Thompson in that because he's he's kind of been the cheerleader off the bench, but he has a strange situation. So I don't know how much he's part of that, but I really feel like I feel that from those other guys. And, but the other thing is the coaches putting those guys in the position to, to have that authority and have their effect on their teammates. So that, yeah, fantastic job by Larry Drew. I mean, at least in terms of, you think he deserves to come back? I, I think he does. I, I would like to see what he could do with a full season. Um, I, I, and with, and with, uh, with, well, two two rookies, right? I mean, you're gonna yeah. have the Cavs are gonna have probably a pick in the top one to four or five, and, and then, then another pick sometime between twenty four and thirty. So yeah, so that's gonna be two new additions to the team. You're gonna have to integrate and figure out, and yeah, I mean, I, I, they have a nice young core. They're gonna add to it. Might not be the worst thing in the world. I don't know if I'd give him a five-year deal, but I might give him a three-year deal. Yeah, like, yeah. And that being said, there are certain members of the coaching staff that I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to name names, but the Cavs' defense is still not stellar. They still give up far too many dunks, and they were doing something tonight that drove me insane, like... I just don't understand why you play so high up on uh, uh, Ben Simmons. Like, why? And I get you don't want to let him get a running start, but he was just dusting. Like, they were going over the pick and roll on Ben Simmons. And I'm like, why would you ever go over a pick and roll on Ben Simmons? Like, yeah. they just make him make that shot every time. Yeah. Um, and it's a so, learning process. It is. And and part of it, you may say, hey, the Cavs, we know our guards don't adjust well defensively. We just want to kind of pick one scheme and stick with it because we think they have a chance to win this game. But, you know, I, it it was poor defensive coaching, in my opinion, and, and you know, poor defensive uh, execution. So, yeah. And. But going back to uh, the Toronto game, I mean, Cavs did a really – they beat up um, Kyle Lowry. I mean, he twisted his ankle twice. They were challenging in shots in transition. I mean, they were going after every ball at the rim. They didn't give up a lot of dunks. Um, they defended the three ball well, although I felt like uh, Toronto missed a lot of open looks. Yep. But uh, – and, and – Kawhi Leonard played really well and they still lost. You know, yeah. he still he, had, he wasn't great on his threes, but yeah. He's still I mean, three of eight. I mean, that's not terrible. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's he was fine. But like he you could tell he didn't look as, as interested. Yeah. Well <laughs> as he was he just coming back in the playoffs. From, from load management. 
So yeah, that's my new favorite. Like, <laughs> and I think, what, what, I think that team invented management. it. <laughs> like, it's just a terrible term. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. So yeah, it was a really fun game. Let's let's talk about some of the other. Uh, you know, Brandon Knight, another game getting his floater done, going. Uh, the Cavs had four guys with uh, five assists or more. Uh, yeah, Osman Sexton, um, Brandon Knight, and. Nick Stauskas and and Stauskas had a, a not had another really nice game two of seven he he went in and he started out over four I think from the field and then hit a big three after he'd missed the three wide open ones before that and kind of the whole crowd went crazy I mean would you read the uh, tweet about how the Cavs got more cheers for Channing Fry coming into the game at the end of the game than yeah. LeBron got from breaking Michael Jordan's record in LA. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not surprising knowing no. LA fans. I know, but that's just, I mean, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. But look, that's the thing. You've got, you've got a guy that is intrinsically attached to, a championship, the only championship that a city's ever won, who's a, who has announced his retirement, that fans genuinely love. Yeah, getting that, getting well, that applause versus LeBron, who's in a city that he's that that has no connection to his championships. Well, the crazy... and is and only have connection to. Sorry, I keep interrupting the, you. I apologize. That's all right. The only the connection to the the what they look at as as abject failure this year because. Yeah. Everybody, once LeBron decided to go to L.A., every Lakers fan, even if they were Kobe stands, every <laughs> Laker fan was excited again to say, oh, we're going to go back to the playoffs again. Hey, mate, we might even have a shot at the title because LeBron always goes to the finals. Yeah. And then to have this be the outcome of that, they already knew the writing was already on the wall when he passed Michael Jordan. So they're like, yeah, well, why should we cheer? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what? what's the big deal? Like. Yeah, if, if if nothing else, they're going to be upset next year when he passes Kobe if they if they aren't going to the playoffs. Like, imagine that that weird scene at Staples Center if he passes Kobe and the Lakers are somehow also not making the playoffs next year. That like would if they, be a if they strike very out in, odd scene, but but entirely plausible. Oh oh, I'm not it arguing. Could absolutely with you. happen. Yeah yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, and and going back to the Cavs, I mean that that crowd was lit too. I mean, they were yeah for a Monday night game. I mean, part of it was, uh, it was our first good weather Monday, like the first time we we saw the sun in a while. Plus, uh, the daylight savings time had kicked over, so everybody had a little more sunlight that day. So, you know, there was positive vibes all around in Northeast Ohio the first two days of this week. So, or. Yeah, first two days of this week. So it it, it was definitely um, definitely a fun energy to that game, and and I really felt like that crowd kept him in it. And and also like you said, Kevin Love. I mean, not not only is there Kevin Love, but Channing Fry. Kevin Love chose to stay, and Channing Fry chose to come back. And I think that's part of the reason those guys are beloved. Well, they brought you know. Delhi back too. Another guy yeah. that that gets massive cheers. Oh yeah. Absolutely, and and just... they're building. What you know? What they've done is they haven't built necessarily a winning team this year, but they've been a they built a pretty likable one. They built on and off the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. uh, a couple uh, polarizing TMZ figures aside. <laughs> and well, I'll just, here's a, I'll just leave yeah, it at that. I know, but you know what? Tristan's never said a bad word about Cleveland. Nope. He's he only, in his interviews, he only talks about how resilient the city yeah. is, how great he the city is, how much he loves <laughs> being here. I know, look, I get it. I know. I mean, he's got <laughs> well, he's was- got his 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 issues, but you look at it and you say, I mean, every time I hear Colin Sexton talk, like early on, it would bother me that he was so kind of like unfazed by the losing or the bad performances. But now he's the same guy, right? Like when they interview him now that he's scoring like. 25 points a game and his shots going down and the Cavs have actually started to win a few games since Kevin Love came back. He's the same. He's the same yeah. excited kid. Like he yeah. still comes out and he's, he treats it the same and he's like, yeah, I'm just learning. And you know, and, and, it's, a, and it's a great I appreciate experience. that positivity. Like, and I appreciate that, you know, in some respects you look back and you go, Hey, the kid's excited to be there. He's excited. He's living his dream of starting for an NBA team. And he doesn't know any better about, what we've gone through for the last five years, four years. And, you know, let him be excited. So, you know, yeah. (laughs) And yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, not having LeBron around and not having those expectations uh, is really helping him. I mean, I don't know what his situation would be like if we were going through what we went through for the last four years, but I got to think he would not be nearly as far along around along as far on his development path. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, Cavs, six guys in double figures last night. Uh, Ante, Kevin, Chetty, Colin Sexton, and Jordan Clarkson, who played a really, really good game uh, the night before, only took 11 shots um, as opposed to the 20 he took tonight and a much more controlled game. Um David Nawaba with another with nine points, another I mean, he almost had a single handedly had a comeback against was it the Magic the other night? Yeah. Where he had a huge game. I mean, uh David Nawaba really been playing very well. Very good basketball. Um I don't think you'd get any um argument from anyone that follows the Cavs or probably anyone on the team that he's their best perimeter defender. Oh, for sure. And he's a restricted free agent this summer? He is, yeah. Yeah. And so they can match and bring him back. Yeah, and I had heard a rumor from that the Cavs, and this was from Amico report, that the Cavs brass was not that enamored of him. And I'll admit I heard this rumor on the comment thread secondhand, and they want somebody who can score a little better. And I'm like, you get a cheap 3 and D guy who plays really hard. <laughs> what... You know, you're not going to probably sign him for more than four million a year. It kind of seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, no one's no one's breaking the bank to sign Nawaba. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be he'd be it'd be silly to give up to give him up. I mean, yeah, he's he's done. I mean, look, he he had trouble staying healthy early on, but man, since the beginning of the year, like his presence has been great. Like him and Delhi coming off the off the bench has been. It just oh, such yeah. it raises it just raises the the level of of ball sharing and you know uh, intelligent play out there and so. and defense uh, team defense for sure oh, yeah. especially when combined no with Nance so yeah no question yeah I mean a team like you said is really likable they're shooting really well I mean the number of threes have gone way up 
that they're shooting since the All-Star break. Um, they're also shooting really well at the line. They were 20 at 21 last yep. night. Um, I, I don't know. Do you have this game, uh, tonight's game stats in front of you? Yeah. Um, what were they from the line tonight? Cause they, they look pretty good there too. I mean, uh, the thing to me that's really impressive is even these end of the bench guys like Stauskas are, are playing well. Yeah. Um, no, from the line tonight, they were, you know, they were, uh, uh, it only went to the line six times. They were six of eight. Yeah, well, and that was part of the Cavs could not buy a call in Philly. I mean, Honestly, <laughs> I've never seen they. There was they only blew the whistle like once in the Cavs' favor in the first <laughs> yeah. like eighteen minutes of the game. It was insane. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I'd give Larry Drew credit, and it probably probably know he knows it doesn't matter. And in the long term, the Cavs are probably better off not winning. Um, or, you know, entertaining, oh, for sure. entertaining victories. So he's not going to make a big deal about it, but man, that would drive me insane. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Philly is a tough place to play for that. I mean, the best well, moment of the yeah. game was when their fans booed him off the court. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Or well, that's the, Philly. I mean, they'll boot, yeah. they boot Santa Claus, right? So the other no, fan, but... fantastic moment, uh, let me finish, uh, for yeah. the, for the fans was when, uh, they have that promo where if in the second half a team misses two oh, yeah. free throws, <laughs> chicken sandwich, and yeah. and uh, uh, Colin, not Colin, uh, Jordan Clarkson missed too, but they called it back because uh, Boban Marjanovic had a lane violation. <laughs> of course, it was Boban. You can't uh, move that guy. Oh my gosh! He's like a he's like a ladder in the middle. You just throw the, oh my throw the ball to the ladder, and he'll just put it in. <laughs> so what were you saying? No, I was gonna say the the guy that really impressed me that I I hadn't seen him play that much was uh, was James Ennis. Man, that oh, guy's man. good, and he's got some hops. He's gonna he's gonna win them a playoff game or, or two this yeah. season, I think. Like when especially when Butler's not at his best, and he it doesn't seem like he has been really. I mean, Harris has been good. He's been scoring a lot. He didn't have a big game tonight. He was mostly trying to defend tonight, but man, Ennis. He would come up with. I mean, he's he's crafting in the basket. He he's gets gets a, a had a, had four offensive rebounds. Like he just really good positioning, really athletic. Seven rebounds, twelve points. I mean, he was plus thirteen for the game. So, I mean, I mean, he other than Embiid, he'd probably get the game ball. I would think. Like I I'm, I don't know about you. I'm not impressed with Simmons. I feel like Simmons is one of those guys that. You know, it's predictable what he's going to do, and the Cavs just didn't have enough big guys to to stop him and Embiid tonight. Well, I think the other thing is, is Simmons seems very easy to scheme for in a playoff season series. For sure, and you saw Boston really did that last year. Plus, you can you can hack a Simmons. Like if the Cavs really cared about winning that game, they probably would have. Although, yeah, he was I mean, of course he made his free throws line, tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, but look, I mean. It, it just it seemed like a like it's funny like like the Cavs really for once had Tony Brothers and the reps on their side in the <laughs> Toronto game like you could just tell how frustrated the Raptors were getting with all the charge calls that they were making yeah. and you know and I've never been a big Tony Brothers fan but but he was he was definitely a, a fan of Cleveland on Sunday but <laughs> yeah tonight tonight it was just it was unconscionable how much these refs let them play tonight. Yeah, and and Embiid was just straight mugging guys, and the free throw count still evened out, or yeah. the foul count. Sorry, 
because they were not the free throw. Yeah, yeah. they were at the line 17 times and the Cavs were there eight. I mean, it was just or how about the one that drove me nuts was the one where Chetty in the first half got pushed from behind on that three. Oh, yeah. And then they didn't call it. And then you just had the total flop by Redick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with, when Knight got too close to him and, it, and he, yep. oh, let's give him three free throws. And I was like, really? <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. If you're going to call that, call it both ways. Or that foul they called on Ante against Simmons. Oh, when, yeah. Like, Simmons was basically losing the ball. Like, yeah, and, and Ante basically just bodied him up lightly, and Simmons, like, fell over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, though. Look, this is exactly and the kind got of a game shooting you want to see. Out of it. It's exactly the kind of game you want to see from your young Cavs. They, yeah. they, even though they were in a hole, they fought back. They got the lead. They were within one point with under a, mi- under a minute to go. And, you know, ultimately, Embiid made star plays, got star calls, and they lost on the road by seven on a second night of a back-to-back against, you know, they played two of the top four teams in the – East. In the uh, in the east, and acquitted themselves nicely, and still preserved some of their lottery positions. So absolutely, and it, it's funny because I mean, like you said, Toronto definitely. I mean that they played Toronto. I feel like more physically than I've seen them play any team all year. Yeah. Like, and they, Toronto was playing like it was a playoff game. Yeah, they were playing hard. Well, I think like from the second quarter on, because I felt like they kind of got in a lull and didn't expect the Cavs to give them as much fight as they did. And then they're like, Oh crap, we got to fight on our hands. But even still, it made me start to reevaluate my pro Toronto stance for the, (laughs) for the finals. I, I, I've watched enough of their games lately that it just, I've no, I have noticed what people have talked about the Kawhi being a little, a A little, uh, Yeah, or just disengaged. I mean, and yeah. a lot of load management games and a lot of, you know, sort of games they're losing that they shouldn't be if they want to yeah. get the home court over Milwaukee, who won again tonight. Milwaukee did. Scored another 130 points. So, uh, of course, they were playing New Orleans, who I think played Anthony Davis about 10 minutes this game. So. I, that whole situation... I do not understand in the least. He played. He played twenty one minutes and he scored twenty one points and had twelve rebounds. That's insane. Uh, that is a bizarre situation. So and yeah. and we've beaten it to death. But yeah, I mean, uh, Kyle Lowry just you know beat up twice last night. Pascal Siakam had a had a decent game, but you know couldn't get it going from outside. Yeah. Um, Cavs really defended the paint well on the drives. Um, like like I said, I mean most they of, trade they traded CJ Miles away in the yes in the uh, or or as uh, I call him now CJ Dad Bod Miles because I don't know if you saw him when he was I in didn't. Memphis. He uh, does not look like he keeps in the same shape in the offseason that Vince Carter does. <laughs> like oh wow, he, I was like whoa, he's gained well, a little weight. Good. No, yeah, especially at that age, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Gasol thing will backfire on him because it Jonas kinda... was playing pretty well in this in the, as a center. And well, maybe... I feel like part of the whole thing with Gasol is he's a free agent at the end of the year, and part of what they want to do is if they can't re-sign Gasol and or Leonard or and Leonard, they actually have a ton of cap. They have enough cap room. They're probably not going to get a free agent to sign with them, but they can probably trade for a player at that point. Right. Maybe they so. can trade to get DeRozan back. 
<laughs> I yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Who uh looking up San Antonio is has beaten Dallas. Uh Dallas with my uh Dallas is my sneaky kind of favorite team uh out west right now cuz shocking have... to me that it, they would be. I would well, never have guessed that. Why is that? Um uh, just because of Porzingis and Doncic and all these other euros that you love. I, I actually the reason I like Jalen Brunson a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll, has he been any good? I haven't he, watched him at he all. He has been okay. Um, been a lot better since uh, Smith left. Smith Junior left. So right. But um, yeah, they're my sneaky team for the Tristan Thompson trade. So oh, so that's I I really want to see Tristan Thompson go somewhere else next year oh wow Jalen Brunson had a huge game tonight uh, what do you have there's 34 points 12 to 16 shooting three yeah. of six from three yeah I wanted that was part... five rebounds four assists wow yeah that oh was... my god Luca had nine turnovers though yeah Ooh, I told you he was bad one for nine <laughs> from the free throw line one for seven from three five for eight 18 Ugh, Luca Doncic terrible <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's part of the reason I didn't want the Cavs to give up a first round draft pick late for, uh, uh, in the Larry Nance trade, uh, was because I really liked Jalen Brunson and I thought he would be there late, but say he was. he was, he was there late, but hey, you know what? Um, I, I'm liking this team that Cavs have right now and me too. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Uh, Colin Sexton, I'm really excited to see what he becomes. That's that's one of the things that I mean, really underrated season compared to last season. That the regular season is actually fun this year. You value vi- victories are not expected. You yep. know what I mean. So whenever they pop up, they're fun. They're fun, uh, even when they play hard and lose. They're fun. Um, yeah. I do you think that so I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that not getting named to the. Um, the first and second year player team the at the Rising, game, Stars. Rising Stars game had an impact on Sexton. It may like maybe have. He, maybe he like reevaluated and like said, maybe I'm just not, I need to do something better. I need to, I need to refine my game more to, because clearly I'm not being considered one of the, one of the better rookies, even though I got taken eighth overall. Well, the funny thing is, is what did somebody on the live thread tweeted they did a redraft, or not tweeted, but commented that they did a redraft uh, on SI.com and that yeah. um, Colin, Se- like it was of the lottery and Colin Sexton wasn't taken. Wow. <laughs> but but that Mo Bamba still went number five. <laughs> That's insane to me. Like Mo Bamba has been garbage this year. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. <laughs> and Aiton hasn't been that good lately either. Yeah, Aiton's been very hit or miss. Um I mean, it, it it's very interesting. Uh, Trey Young, much better of late, uh, looking very good at times. I mean, especially with the passing, which has been there all year, but he's his field goal percentage is notched up, and that that Hawks team has got a a bright future with John Collins and oh uh, sure DeAndre and, Collins is Collins is going to be a, a superstar, man. That guy's amazing. Yeah, well, and the crazy thing is, you look at Collins. Where was he drafted? He was drafted in the teens. Yeah, you know, no, you can find stars. You can find. You just have to. You just have to do your research, and you got to get a little lucky. But yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, well, Donovan Mitchell, even and, though he hasn't yeah. had a great year this year, 
he has had an okay year um for the not, expect- in, re- not in respect to his his, his rookie. rookie year but you got to realize he's getting so much more attention and they've played really well lately the other thing is that team has uh, had one of the harder schedules in the NBA. So a lot of teams, because their schedule is lighter late, or a lot of analysts, because their schedule is lighter late, think they have a real good shot of, of decent playoff seating. So. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, another team I like, Utah, shocking. <laughs> and Denver, I'm sure. I I like Denver. Um, I, I just... I like their squad. I just can't get up for watching them that much. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a huge like the Joker's entertaining, but I just I I've never liked Will Barton. Um, really? Uh-huh. I don't know why. Mainly, <laughs> you want to know why? This is why. So when we were uh, doing a lot of draft stuff over at Got Buckets, we did a whole bunch of stuff on combine, and like literally, Will Barton had like the worst combine ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes to show you how much stock you should put in the NBA combine. So, right. and that's why I don't like Will Barton by Nate Smith. <laughs> so, but yeah, Den- <laughs> Denver, not, I don't know. They just don't do it for me. I, right. Ever I get since, you. Ever since. By the, the way, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Denver believer. I, it's not that I'm a believer. I just have never gotten up for watching Denver games. The only series I ever got up for was when uh, Robert Pack and Dikembe came back on the Sonics from being down. Oh right, two zero, I think. Right. Or, well, no, they I, were one of the only one seeds to beat an eight or eight seeds to beat a one. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, I think the only team that I'm, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's gonna be Golden State and Houston again. In the West? Yeah. Yeah. So who do you, who you, who's coming out of the East now? Is it still Toronto? I don't know. I'm I'm really wavering on those guys now. The I mean, I'm really bummed out that, that uh Depot got got injured 'cause I, I, I liked I liked oh, how the Pacers were playing. But yeah, I mean I guess I guess I'll have to like club in with the crowd and say probably Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm going but, for Milwaukee too, but I But think, it's weird. Like I actually think Boston's one of those teams that gives Milwaukee a hard time. Yeah. And they might wind up matched up in round two, which could be a problem for them. The other thing about Boston is they do I feel like they do have a little bit of uh playoff calves in them in that they've gotten bored with the regular season. Yeah. And they, you know, manufacture drama and you know deal with a bunch of BS, um, you know, as a team with two Kobe disciples would. So, <laughs> so yeah, I could definitely see him coming out of the East. Um, yeah. Mainly because uh, I don't know if they have a closer. Although, I saw some stat that, like, Chris Middleton is one of the best ISO players in the NBA. Like, he's... Really? Yeah, he's, like, number one in points for possession, which is insane. Yeah, which I never would. It was like one point four points for possession. Now I think part of it is because they don't ISO him that much. Um, but I was really surprised by that number. So maybe maybe that's a guy who's their go to guy in the playoffs. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, and I'm excited for the playoffs. I mean, I, I'm watching with no rooting interest in the Cavs anymore, so I can kind of you know more follow general stereo or stereotype, uh, general uh, storylines. And uh, kind of like when uh, 
um, you know, a little bit before the, not kind of like, but before LeBron came back, you know. Yeah. When, uh, I'm trying to think. When did they trade waiters? Oh, they traded waiters after LeBron came back. So I yeah, it was halfway through yeah. that. It was before the trade deadline. It was it was for the um, it was in the uh, what the Jr. and and uh, Shepard trade it was like an extra part of that trade. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm excited for uh, excited for the playoffs a little bit. Um. And it's looking like. You know, the, the picture is crystallizing a little bit, uh, you know, with Utah four games up on Sacramento for the eighth spot. Yeah. So Sacramento is probably going to have to really make a charge to get in there. And then I think they have less than or they only have like six percent chance now based on BPI odds. Yeah. And for uh, for the East, uh, Miami is a, I think Miami's going to make it. Well, they're a game ahead of the magic right now. Uh, they're for the eighth seed, and then uh, a game and a half ahead of. I remember Charlotte. reading the Magic had an easier schedule though coming up. Yeah, they they could. I mean, um, everyone seems to be losing though. Like, there's yeah, really a the East, kind of yeah. gap. Well, what was the stat they said today on the game? It's going to be the first uh, losing division division winner with a losing record, most probably since the merger or since uh, the seventies. Who's that? Uh, the NBA, because uh, that Southeast Division is probably going to have a losing. Uh, the winners probably gonna have a losing record. Right, right, because it's Miami, Orlando, or Charlotte, or, or what? yeah, Atlanta, right? Atlanta, yeah. I think. Yeah, so that I mean, that's crazy. Uh, eh, and the Washington. Heat could the, either. Uh, well, maybe not the Magic, but the Heat. The Heat are only four games under. Yeah, right now they could make that up. That's hard to do though. How many games do they have left? They have they only like have fifteen games 16, left. I think they have sixteen games left. So, yeah, uh, yeah they would have to go. What's sixteen minus five? Oh, they'd have to go eleven and five. So eleven and five. Well, yeah, that's not easy either. They got no, Detroit, Milwaukee, Charlotte, OKC at OKC at San Antonio at Milwaukee. Yeah, they might not do it. Yeah. Yikes. Boston twice, Toronto, Philly, Brooklyn. These are all playoff teams. Uh, they only play like two that aren't, I think, in Dallas and New York. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brooklyn, what the Brooklyn? What are <laughs> they've they, been what is, won, they won their last four. Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy story. I mean, they're yeah, the but, I mean, they had to eventually become decent. Oh no, right? I, I great. They they literally made a team out of nothing. Because <laughs> they had yeah. no draft picks for your so favorite, Karis LeVert, right? Karis, you, you, you keep him on your team. Fan- I did, but he's not doing that well. How are you doing in fantasy? Did you win last week? I did win last week, yeah. and I'm winning this week. Which would, if I win this week, I'd get to the championship game. Nice. Even though I finished under 500 for the regular season, I, so. I will say this. Was I, probably I had a rash of injuries though. Like Depot was my big star, and. You know, town Towns was terrible or terrible early, but he's come on. Um, I don't know. Just had a lot of injuries. So yeah, I took. Um, I was in that spot right after uh, Detacumbo was taken, and right. it was down to Kawhi and uh, Kevin Durant, and I took Kevin Durant, and it, it's probably a wash at this point, but <laughs> it still is like I just had a lot of not very good players on my team. 
you know, a lot yeah. of, a lot of tryhards. Shocking, I know that I have a team <laughs> full of tryhards. <laughs> I am shocked. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's fun. Um, so, uh, any other burning questions for the NBA or the Cavs? Anything you want to talk about? No, I'm just kind of. I mean, I, I'm. Had the, I've had the appropriate amount of basketball this year. I feel yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm fine that the season's ending in 15, 16 games. That you know we can look forward to the draft and the summer and seeing what happens with, you know, and I think it's going to be an interesting playoffs and I think it's going to be an interesting free agency uh, and draft. You know, I mean, we've never seen this kind of like three guys on the same team that could possibly go in the top, you know four or five like that's pretty incredible and i'm excited to kind of watch some of the march madness and see see some of the stars come out of that guys that could be maybe not for that that top five pick but for that that 25 ish pick well i tell you what i mean after the top five those guys are all jockeying for draft position now because a lot of people are saying that after you know the top five or however many it's uh, there's 20 guys who nobody can really tell the difference between after that. So it's a deep draft, uh, it, but it's not very top heavy. So, right. Um, or it's very top heavy <laughs> rather, you know, especially with 270 pounds eye on there. Yeah. I saw a mock the other day that had the, tr- the Cavs taking, um, Daniel Gafford with the, the Rockets pick. It's not I, a bad idea. Who's that? <laughs> that big center for um god now i'm gonna forget where he plays but uh he's a seven footer well my only uh thought on that is the Cavs should not draft a center unless they are getting rid of one because they already have three they don't have a true they don't have a true center well i would say zizic is a true center yeah i guess he's still only 610 though well yeah but yeah gafford is uh He's a six eleven. He's six eleven. He plays for Arkansas. Okay, so he's averaging seventeen and eight or nine this year. Okay, so who's the guy that you absolutely don't want the Cavs to take? Ball, ball. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was the guy. How'd you know? Did because we just talked about Mo Bamba. We, oh, okay. <laughs> no, ball, ball looks like a guy. He's just wait. He's an injury waiting to happen. Yeah, I mean, he just looks like he's got he's seven mad- seven with bad feet. Yeah. Like that's not a good that's not a good combination. No, no, and with matchsticks for legs, <laughs> like yeah. his, like his dad. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> ball ball. <laughs> I, I I set you up for that. I got to admit it. Um, I I don't. I'm not a big reddish fan. Uh, I I don't know what he does well. Um, and Zion Williamson's absence from that team is really kind of put the spotlight on him not being that good of a player. So um, we'll see. I mean, I think the number one and two is still Zion and Garrett, you know, I don't know. John Morant's pretty good, man. Yeah. John Morant is, is looking really good. Now here's a question. If you're the Cavs and you're sitting there at two or three, I mean, I think if you're at two, um, you're probably taking Garrett. Although I don't know, man, is Garrett a three or a four? That's the real question. You mean Barrett? 
Barrett. That's what I meant. Sorry. I'm like, who's Garrett? No, I meant Barrett. <laughs> Sorry. You know Sorry. my names. I know. I know. Um, I'm picking BPA. I I I think I, I I love Colin Sexton now, but he he's not necessarily a point guard. So if yeah. Ja Morant's there, or Ja, however you want to say it, uh, I don't know. I think he's probably the second best player in the draft right now. And if he if the Cavs are at two, I'd expect him to take him. And you know, you can never have too many guys that can handle the ball. So that is true. Um, I'm really interested to see what he can do in the NCAA tournament for sure. Yeah. Uh, but like, against... look, if he, if he winds up being one of those primo point guards that comes out, I mean, so you move, you move Sexton and Moran. Or you play your, Sexton off your... the bench. I meant not Sexton. You move Clarkson, you move Clarkson oh, yeah. and then you, and then Sexton becomes the new Clarkson, but just a better, just with better instincts. Eh. Part of the problem, I mean, part of the reason that is problematic is six, Sexton is a generous 6'2", and Clarkson's a legit 6'5". Um, What's Morant, though? He's pretty tall, I think. No, he? he's only 6'3". But, I mean, yeah. obviously, an extremely... Well, Kyrie's 6'3". I mean... And, yeah, he's an extremely athletic 6'3". So... Yeah. I mean... Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's lots of things you can do, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not about taking taking Barrett just cause he, because he's... Because I, I haven't been that impressed with Barrett, to be honest. Like I think he's had some he's had some rough shooting games against yeah. not great teams. Yeah, and I mean it's really interesting. It feels like the first tier is right after top three with those three guys. Although, um, who who does NBA Draft Not Net has Rui Hachimara? Oh yeah, from Gonzaga. Yeah, <laughs> so. I like that guy, but he, he he's not exactly. I mean, he's one of those tweeners. And Gonzaga's yeah. falling apart right now, which yeah. doesn't help. Um, they haven't projected to go to Boston, I think, with their Sacramento pick yeah. or whatever they have. And I guess Barrett is a wing. He's six six, so yeah. uh, uh, certainly fills a position of need for the Cavs. If he's there at three, and the Cavs are three, and and uh, Zion and Morant been taken, then yeah, Barrett's the choice, I would think. Yeah, but you know, do your do your research. Like I I, I hope they I hope Kobe Altman. And his team are, you know, are, are really paying. I mean, it sounds like they are. Like he was at the John Morant game yeah. the other night, so he's clearly out there looking at guys. And you know, I think I don't think they can really go wrong. They'll get a nice. Oh, they can definitely go wrong. I mean, we've seen a, a slew of guys taken high yeah. that aren't any good. I mean, I guess so. I guess they could go wrong, but I think the the chances are. Decent, anyways. So they they'll get a they'll come away with a with a with a a pretty good player, and then could come away with a nice steal in the twenties if they play the cards right. Yeah, a, a lot of people like Nasser Little too. So we'll we'll see what happens, and and hopefully we'll uh, get started with some. Uh, I, I definitely think we're going to start scouting the um, the NCAA tournament coming up, and oh yeah, it'll be fun to be like we haven't even thought about the draft in four five years i mean it's yeah, been, no. an, been an afterthought for really sure. since wiggins right yeah <laughs> that was 2014 oh, and you remember 15. the arguments i mean people were ready oh, to, yeah. to draw blood over wiggins versus parker and now it just seems like <laughs> it seems like 
that was like now it's like who would you rather get rid of first Wiggins yeah. or Parker? <laughs> exactly. Well, so. we'll have to get Ben back on the uh, scouting the Euro players. Now yeah, that, we'll have to now we'll have to get a low audio quality podcast from Ben on a on a train somewhere in uh, in Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, from an undisclosed location, so. Yeah, it it, it right. should be a, it should be a fun off season for sure, and yeah. you, you, we're gonna have summer league. I don't think Colin Sexton, I don't think he's gonna play in summer league. I think he's kind of beyond that point. Yeah, like, I, don't I don't think he needs to play. Although the only thing I might see is if they really want to get him to work on his point guard skills, um, and and running an offense, and then you might see like they did with Chetty last year, where they like play, play the first like two or three games, yeah, and then three or done. four games, and shut him down. Yeah. Yeah, that might make sense. Well, and, you know, if they win in the Summer League, it can be just like Magic and the Lakers. The Lakers are back when they win in the Summer League. <laughs> you remember that quote? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the hubris. It never gets old. <laughs> uh, so anything to pitch, EG? Um, well... Obviously, the new site design, which you uh, pulled off pretty well, I, I was Thank impressed you. with, with how, how you made the whole changeover. I know there were some glitches, but well, that's to be expected. Well, the funny thing but... was, um, so we were having some problems, and I'm not sure they were all fixed, but that is why I started searching. Because one of the things that happened is our WordPress theme, and, and I know you... you didn't mean for me to segue into my soapbox, but I will. That's okay. But our WordPress theme was old and had not been updated since 2015. And of course, WordPress has been in a constant state of updates. And then also our comment system had not been updated in about two years because of uh, it was incompatible. The newer updates were incompatible with our old WordPress theme. So uh, with all okay. the issues we were having, I was like, well, those are the first things I got to look at. So it was like literally on the fly trying to do this. So it was <laughs> it was about an eight hour evening of, of just frantically trying oh, to get this man. fixed. So I, no I, I will say that for having done it on the fly with no prep, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a little bit proud of myself because I did feel like it came off pretty well in terms of the theme and everything, and the look yeah. and feel. So thank you for the compliment. And and of not... course, no, I'm I'm really thrilled with the the new look. You know, I mean, obviously you get used to something over yeah. time, but uh, I I love the, the I really love the banner update. You know, with the the throwback colors and. Yeah. And uh, it, it 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 certainly is. I wish that the Tide Pod uniforms would, you know, <laughs> utilize something that cool. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a lot. I I find it's it's actually once I got used to it, a lot easier to read and, and navigate. So awesome. Uh, well, thanks. So that's that. a that's a cool thing. Um, yeah. well, and then I, I, as someone who worked really hard on it, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. And uh, the the funny thing was is uh, so that theme um, is a pay theme, but that was their free version. And that was the only color. And I was like, this color is not going to work with our current color scheme, that light yeah. blue and kind of gray. They had it, but I was like, that would work really well with the kind of the classic Cavs colors. Yeah. So I was like, let's, let's switch this up to the orange and, and blue. And I was really surprised how well it turned out. So it definitely has still has a real Cavs feel with a whole different color scheme, which I really like. Yeah. So very exciting. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have anything cool to pitch. Um, 
Well, there's two more songs that came out on the Vampire Weekend album. I saw that. They're that that are all of like a combined like three minutes long. So yeah, they I they kind of didn't do much for me. So no, it's sort of like like almost like interstitial tea, tease songs or something. But yeah, they almost looks like off. there's 18 songs on the album. So hopefully there'll be more goodness in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, um, they oh, and then come I, off like B sides. Yeah, <laughs> that's know. true. And then I I I don't know. I took my daughter to. Um, captain marvel and enjoyed it so i haven't seen it yet um it was very hard to get a ticket here so um i will uh i'm probably taking my daughters next week so nice it's worth it's definitely oh it's a no, lot of- yeah we're, we've seen almost all of them in the theater in fact the one of the few that we didn't see was ant-man and the wasp and I, of course my youngest was sick last weekend so we kind of had a Marvel movie marathon preparing nice. for Captain Marvel, and and we caught up on Ant Man and the Wasp, which was was much better than I thought it would be. Yeah, um, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. A really good cast. Although I Paul Rudd, I could I could watch Paul Rudd in infomercials, and I would be entertained. So <laughs> he yeah. does have a good talent that way. So yeah, and so um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. So my pitch. And yeah. I'm, I might have pitched this a couple weeks ago, but I've, I've, I'm, I'm gonna circle back to it. And it is a band called Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Okay. And I don't think you pitched it to me. They are a blues and boogie rock band on the okay. Stax record label, the classic Stax record label, and um, really just it's, it's it's like modern soul music, soul and R and B music, really rocked up. Um, but without like, and, and there's some modern soul in R&B, like, uh, the Detroit Cobras that's rocked up and kind of punked out, but this isn't punked out at all. It's really soulful, a lot of really good keyboards, um, a lot of really good drumming and bass playing. I mean, a little bit of that, uh, uh, Booker T and the MGs feel to it with the, nice. with the real soulful singer, but, but a lot more up tempo. So they're, they have three albums out, um, they uh their newest one came out last year about just about a year ago called Tearing at the Seams and then their their self-titled album from 2015 is fantastic and then there's another album called A Little Something More that okay. uh, was really good and I haven't listened to their live album live at Red Rocks but everything else is fantastic so and that uh their self-titled album I mean there's not a there's like 16 tracks on it and not one of them are bad so um, nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I What's think it called again? Uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, R-A-T-E-L-I-F-F, and the Night Sweats. Okay. So, I will definitely check that out. Yeah, really cool stuff. So, yeah, definitely, at the very least, check out the self-titled album. And the, the one that came out last year, Tearing at the Seams, is also very good. And uh, I haven't listened to the other two as much, but uh, I'll give you a report next time. But that's my pitch for the week. So uh, a, a good music friend or a good friend of mine recommended them and I was really excited to check out a new band. So I hadn't, hadn't checked out a new band that really, that really grabbed me in a while. So that was fun. Nice. I will definitely check that out. Cool. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think we have too much more coming up. When did the Cavs play again? I think they play, I want to say Thursday, but, uh, Thursday or Friday. Let's see. They this play was... Thursday at seven. They play the Mavericks or the magic. And then Saturday, yeah. Saturday they play uh, at the Mavericks. Yeah, at the Mavericks and at the Magic at, at the Mavericks. So yeah, a little more, a little more of this road trip remaining. 
Uh, yeah. Um, Feels you know, like they should win at least one of those games. Yeah, we get a Luka Doncic sighting, which I know you're excited about. I'm... I can't wait for him to go one for nine again from the line. <laughs> you're going to fill up on Haterade before that game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's it's going to be you. No, and... he's been he's been great. He's clear, he's a clear rookie of the year, I think. Yeah. Although, Trey Young's definitely been pouring it on lately. Yeah. He... But I, I just don't know if he can make up enough ground. Yeah, and the other thing is that they've won more. I mean... They definitely sure. have a better team, um, and Trey was not good for a no. lot of early on, and he's still... He's been pretty special lately, though. Oh, yeah, and although he's still a terrible defender, and teams don't well, make him pay as much as they What do. is he, like, he's like 5'7", 160 pounds soaking wet yeah. or something like that? I know I'm exaggerating for effect, but still, yeah. like... No, he's, he's, he's over six. If foot. Steph Curry's, like, not great at defense, like... <laughs> Yeah. Trey Young's like way worse. Yeah, he is the um he he's from the Isaiah Thomas the the younger school of defense. <laughs> How about that train wreck, man? Oh, it's so fun. Speaking of reasons I hate Denver. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Waiting for uh, that Brinks truck. Oh, I hope they got Yen in when they goes to China. So he he's gonna be in China next year for sure. Yeah. So he's and, gonna get a billion yen to play in China. Yeah. Which which hundred thousand dollars? The other thing that I am so enjoying is um, the uh, this dawning realization. Of course, if the Celtics you know turn on the playoffs, uh, it'll be different. But the dawning realization that that Isaiah Thomas may be the highlight of the last five or six years for Celtics fans (laughs) is is really fun to watch them come to that conclusion. So it's almost like. I want to say I I enjoy like going after Lakers stands on Twitter and stuff, but it's it's almost like punching the slow kid at school. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's not even it's just sad. It's not even like there's no joy in it. It's just like what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, it's not. There's nothing better than than Boston fan turning on yeah. the. President genius Brad Stevens. Oh, it, it, it's so absolutely fun. That yeah. tickles me to no end. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Anyways, and, well, yeah, that's solution. about it. So, yeah. as always, go Cavs, go Cavs, and go Browns. At, at go Baker, go OBJ. Yeah, go, go Dorsey. Hey, and go, Dorsey, and go Justin Dorsey. Have you been following him in spring training? Yeah, they've been. I, I'm excited about this kid, uh, Oscar Mercado. So, okay, well, go tribe. Go tribe. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.